Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's going good. It's it's moving week, Amy. It is moving week. And it's not moving week for me. That's right. That's that makes right. it even better. Yes. <laughs> It is moving week. Um, we're recording this on Friday, and I uh, am about to take the day off of work to spend the day packing because I am moving. Yes. But no panic. I'm only moving two miles down the road. Yes. So as sort of things would, would have it, developments in life, um, the Whitfield family is purchasing the home of Jamie and Tara Dew as they have left to go to New Orleans. So as sad as we are, right, they have a home in New Orleans. And so uh, their house here in Wake Forest is just a a really lovely house. We love the way it's laid out and uh, have been in it, you know, for years. But it also is about half a mile from Southeastern's campus, and it's right behind the high school, which means... Uh, walking to school for Drew, and that was a, a big, big selling point. So we've been pl- planning this for several weeks, and so the weekend is here today, taking loads of stuff over, and then furniture goes over tomorrow. So I'll be recording from a different house next week. Yeah, it's the last time in this house. That's that's kind of crazy. Yep, moved into this house uh, in 2012 when we came to Wake Forest, and now we're uh, just going to get a little closer to campus. But it's kind of fun, and it's it's uh, interesting to just buy a house that you've known for for a long time. And Keith helped with some renovation in that house and everything, so uh, so it's kind of cool. Yeah, but right, a busy well, congratulations weekend. Congratulations on that. Yeah, I bet yes. so. And and I and and I want to just speak up and say I'm not the only one that is moving this week. We have some special listeners that are moving oh, as well right. who are going to be my new neighbors. And so that's uh, Nora and Leo. The Fullertons yes. have been moving this week and they uh, are back in Wake Forest. I, I just have kind of seen that on social and realized we're going to be neighbors. So Nora and Leo, if you're listening, I've already got it in my schedule. Once I get unpacked, we're going to have y'all over to the house for dinner. At some point, we'll get to it. Get them on the podcast, maybe a quick little. You know interview. what we can do now? We talked about having an interview with them, you know, over Facetime or whatever. I just need to bring them over to the house, and we can just all have we we can get you on Zoom, and we'll have a big conversation with Nora and Leah. Yes, they're so, our youngest listeners. For those maybe new to the pod, we love to talk to them. So anyway, big big week for us here in Wake Forest, but there was also some other SBC news this week. Yep, and before we get to that, we do want to thank our sponsor here on the podcast, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and the Undergraduate School, Boyce College, which exists to prepare men and women for gospel service in areas like biblical studies, business teaching, ministry, and much more. You can study on campus in Louisville or online. You can find out more at boycecollege.com. They're getting ready to kick off the semester in just a couple of weeks. So uh, my kids start back to school next week, and uh, I think the seminary is getting fired up in a few weeks. So it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to the fall. This is our last first day of preschool in the Howe house. Wow. It's been a long time since there was preschool in this house. Well, it's been a long time since there wasn't preschool in this house. Yeah. So with four kids, with that spread that we have, I think I've been paying daycare expenses for 
the better part of about 12 years. So yeah, it's it's been a while. Well, take that in because, man, they just grow up so fast. I'm a little sad, a little sad, but it'll be all right. Yep. So, yes. All right, well, let's jump into the news. We start in Dallas at the Village Church where they have been sued by an alleged sexual assault victim. Uh, from 2012 for more than $1 million. Yeah, so this is the case that broke in the New York Times right around the time of the annual meeting, and Matt Chandler came, was at the Baptist 21 luncheon, and answered some questions about it. So the the case itself is not new to uh, awareness, but the the lawsuit is. Yes. So uh, the the plaintiff is identified as Jane Doe one and accuses the village church of negligence and care for her. And so uh, the church has not filed a court response yet that we have seen. Uh, but this is certainly one of those cases that we will be following yes. in the days ahead. And the church leadership did say that they had double reported the issue. Uh, by helping the family report the incident to police and communicating the report to all parents whose children attended the 2012 summer camp. So uh, it, it wasn't a case of not reporting uh, like right. in some of the other instances we've seen. Right. This is not about not reporting. It seems like they're laying out talking about policies and procedures for prevention. But it shows us just how multifaceted this conversation is and, and how many issues have to be considered. Yeah, and this is something I don't think that we covered on the podcast, Amy, because it broke right before the annual meeting. And our annual meeting recap, we didn't really talk about other news. So I'm not even sure that we we discussed this on the podcast before. But Yeah, I think you're right. If you need more information, the the, the links are there to the Baptist Press story. So uh, the information's there. Right. And next, Amy, we move to a follow-up story from a story we covered last week on the podcast, the Founders Ministries documentary. They finally released a statement about the disputes that uh, the four seminary presidents plus others had asking to be removed from the documentary, uh, their parts. They released a statement, and Dr. Aiken and Moeller uh, came back again uh, affirming the fact that the SBC seminaries are not drifting liberally. Uh, that, that still remains to be uh, an accusation being thrown at some of our seminaries. And Dr. Aiken and Dr. Moeller had uh, statements in Baptist Press this week uh, Dr. Aiken saying, I know well the men who lead our national SBC entities. They are all unapologetically committed to the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. Uh, they love the gospel and are passionate for the Great Commission. They are inerrantists and complementarians. They believe in the exclusivity of the gospel penal substitution and the great solas of the Reformation. They're pro-life and pro-biblical marriage. They stand on the shoulders of the conservative resurgence and seek to advance the Great Commission resurgence. This is who Southern Baptists are, and this is what Southern Baptists want in those tasks to lead their entities. It's an honor and a sacred trust we do not take lightly. And in Dr. Moeller's statement, he said, When healthy discussions don't happen, unhealthy ones do. We need to encourage one another to faithfulness. We need to talk. We also need to think best of one another. I'm absolutely confident that Southern Baptists are up to this challenge, that Southern Baptists want to trust one another and speak the truth to one another, and it is our responsibility to make this happen. Sadly, in recent days, We've been talking about how not to do it. Let's talk about how to do it. So uh, that uh, from Dr. Moeller and Dr. Aiken in Baptist Press. You can see the full statement. Dr. Moeller had a long statement that you can check out there at Baptist Press. And also three of the six board members from Founders Ministry have resigned in the wake of the discussions about the documentary trailer. Fred Malone, Tom Hicks, and John English Lee all resigned this week after leaked the internal conversations 
according to a release by Founders Ministries. They came to an impasse over the direction and the elements in the trailer, and they have resigned their place on the board at Founders Ministries. Tom Hicks released a full statement in the release from Founders Ministry about his resignation, saying, I also need to own my own sin in this. I had the opportunity to view the trailer in advance of its public release, but I did not watch it carefully enough. I neglected my duty as a board member. I had a number of concerns and hesitations after viewing the trailer prior to its release, but I did not voice those concerns. My conscience is convicted that my failure to give full voice to my concerns was a form of lying. I'm grieved over my sin. And I've reached out to Rachel and Jacob Denhollander and asked them to forgive me. They have graciously granted their forgiveness. I would ask you to forgive me as well. So full statements there that you can read at the Founders Ministries website uh, that they put up with the release of those three resignations. But uh, that's a little bit more information in that discussion if you've been following that online like many have. But we'll continue to see if anything else comes from that, Amy. All right. Moving over to North Carolina, closer to my home, the Black Church Leadership and Family Conference was held at Ridgecrest. It's almost 30 years that that's been going on. The opening sermon was preached by Adron Robinson, who uh, executive committee member and... Um, Friend and, of the a, pod too. and a friend. Yeah, a yeah. friend. He, he so. listens. I know he listens. He tweets at us every once in a while, talks to me whenever he sees me about the podcast. So Yeah. So he gave the the opening sermon, but I saw a lot of uh chatter about this. JD Greer was there, Marshall Osbury, the who is the the first vice president of the SBC, and saw lots of pictures and things going on. It seemed like it was a really, really great week. I hear things about this every year, but it seemed like I heard more this year. Yeah, Chris Martin from Lightway covered yeah. it for Lifeway and social media stuff. And he's he's this is the second time he's been. He said it's one of his favorite weeks of the year. So it's yeah. just a, such an uplifting time. Yeah, and then Deuce Branch was there uh, as well during worship, and he's one of our faculty members here at Southeastern and also uh, the ambassador, hip-hop uh, musician. And so he rapped, it says he rapped about eschatology. And so, and he can do it too. He can write some very deep lyrics uh, that it, it's really stunning to me, his talent with that. So it sounds like it was really good. It was targeting all ages for, uh, participation. And I, it, it one of these days, I, I'll have to go over and see it too. So what does Chris, Chris just goes, does he cover it for Lifeway? Yeah. What does he do? Yeah. He covers it for Lifeway, does some social media for it. So it's always a, a neat, neat time. So I, I, every time I've talked to somebody who's been to this, they always just rave about it. How, how just such a great, Time and just a sweet spirit there is at this conference. Yes. Well, one of these days I'll have to try to get over there. Yeah. Well, it's just right down the road, Amy. Yes. Ridgecrest is calling. And then finally, Amy, some news from our seminaries over at Southwestern. Some more faculty hires over there. Michael Wilder and Chris Shirley will serve as professors of education ministry. And Wilder will come on as the interim dean of the School of Education, the Terry School of Education Ministries at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. So uh, congratulations to Dr. Wilder. Uh, he comes to Southeastern with many years of vocational experience, served as the J.M. Frost Professor of Leadership and Discipleship and Senior Associate Vice President of Doctoral Studies at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. And Shirley comes to Southwestern from Dallas Baptist University. Uh, he had been at Southwestern and served as an assistant professor in the past, 
and earned both of his uh, master and PhD degrees from Southwestern. So he's kind of returning home as a Southwesterner. So congratulations to both of those gentlemen and to Dr. Greenway over at Southwestern filling out that faculty right before school starts. Yeah, well, they are are busy all the way up until the beginning of the semester. So yeah. lots yeah. lots to get ready for. Yes, a lot of a lot of things going on over there. First full semester of Dr. Greenway's leadership. So congratulations to them. It's been a busy summer at Southwestern trying to get everything ready. So I know a lot of the schools, uh, you know, a lot of transitions. And this week, uh, Dr. Kelly's first day of official retirement was this week as well down at New Orleans. So his retirement went into effect August 1st. Wish him and Rhonda the best as they move into retirement. And that's going to do it for the news this week and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. This is often the week of the Olympic Games whenever it's a, oh, yeah. a, uh-huh. a particular year. And so I was looking back in old Baptist Press articles and saw in 1996 there was a ton because that's when we had the Atlanta Olympics. So I actually, this time, I'm going to not just hang with one story, but I want to put several stories in the show link, several issues of Baptist Press, particularly surrounding uh, like one pastor's reflection on the bombing. He was there that hospital chaplains were aiding bomb victims from the park there in Atlanta, that there were, a, even earlier there, as the torch came, that there were Southern Baptists kind of set up at rest stops and and places along the way, giving welcome bags, having uh, evangelistic tracts in a number of different languages, uh, as well as just excitement for drawing all of the crowds that were coming to hear the gospel. So what's kind of... What's, what's kind of interesting, especially that year with it being in America, but it, this mix of, uh, evangelistic outreach along with serving in something that ended up being a very tragic situation, uh, just kind of caught my attention. So I want to throw a, a series of, so I want to throw a series of articles in there, but the one that, that was really compelling was just talking about this pastor who remembered, the, his time there because he was actually witnessing at the park where the bomb went off. He had just been there, uh, earlier spending the day doing that there. And he would sit, he, people would come up and trade pins with him and then they would talk for 10 or 15 minutes and he would share the gospel. And then later, uh, the bombing was in, was in the park. So just really some interesting sort of poignant reflections and, uh, Southern Baptists along with the rest of the world really were all uh, experiencing that this week in SBC history. So I know you're a big Olympics fan. Yes. We're less than a year from the Olympics next year. I know. Tokyo. Yeah. And speaking of that, actually, I, I want, I have an opportunity for us to get on the pod some of the IMB missionaries who are there sort of heading up the work in Tokyo getting ready for the Olympics. So I hadn't even told you that, but I'm working on that. I'm getting an interview to just hear what's happening there as they prepare and ways that Southern Baptists can be praying and uh, helping with that effort. All right, cool. I can't wait for the Olympics. I I enjoy the Olympics. So I'm an Olympics junkie. Being in Tokyo is going to make it a little bit hard because things will be happening while we all sleep. That's going to be a little difficult. That'll be like when it was the Sydney year. Yeah. And Beijing. Same things. Right. But it's going to be fun because we were in Tokyo last year and we spent time where they were building an Olympic village and we loved it there. And this will be one of the first times when it's in another country 
that I'm going to watch and they're going to be visiting places. It will be places I've been. So that, that'll be fun to kind of reflect on that. But it is always one of my favorite things. Thanks for that, Amy. That's going to bring us to our resources of the week. My resource of the week is the upcoming Employee Benefits Summit from Guidestone. They've moved it to the fall this year because of some feedback from those who attend. So it's September 16th and 17th. so about six weeks away at the Weston Galleria in Dallas. They're going to have speakers, uh, Carlos Sepulveda, Rob Peabody, William Vanderblumen, uh, someone from the United States Secret Service, Amy. They they have it like on the website. It's It's just like a blank spot. They can't show who it is. That sounds official. That's kind of cool. A lot of speakers. Looks like about two dozen speakers or so, some from Guidestone as well. It's going to be breakouts, all kind of stuff, some uh, main speakers. Uh, so check that out. If you are a benefits person or handle, you know, maybe you're an administrative pastor, executive pastor, that kind of thing, uh, check out the Employee Benefits Summit. They'll be talking about all the benefits that go through Guidestone and breaking those down and, and how they can help your church. That is September 16th and 17th in Dallas. Uh, the registration cost is right around $200 for that. So uh, you can check out more information on the, the website at guidestone.org slash EBS. All right. That's my resource of the week. Your, your resource of the week, Amy, is? It's a book. So every year, every summer, Dr. Moeller puts out a post that gives his sort of summer reading. And I look forward to this every year because he'll give about 10 or 12 books. And usually on that list is one that really catches my eye, maybe maybe two or three. But this year, the one was a book that was put out by C-SPAN. And it's uh, called The Presidents, Noted Historians Rank America's Best and Worst Chief Executives. And uh, this is very similar. They did a First Lady series on C-SPAN where they would interview historians and then they put a book together after the, the whole thing. It seems like this is very similar. They have surveyed leading historians on all of these different aspects of America's presidents, their ability to persuade the public, their leadership skills, moral authority, all of it. And it's not just a complete ranking of them, but it's stories and analysis, all of that. This is the kind of thing that's right up my alley. So I read his review of it and I'll go, we'll go ahead and have a link to the summer reading list just in case people missed it. But then it could be a fall reading list. Well, it's still August. Summer is not over. September 21st is the first day of fall. So it's still August. We got school started. Football's here, school starts, it's fall. Okay, it's fall-ish. It can be a fall reading list, but... The Wilson County Fair is in like a week and a half. Yeah, okay, it's kind of fall. Um, But I'm very excited about this. I have started it, haven't finished it, but uh, I like the way C-SPAN puts these books together when they talk to... And they talk to all different historians, so you get a lot of different... Uh, perspectives and and ways of breaking down what all happened yeah. in the past. So just kind of cool. I didn't realize C-SPAN did books. So yeah, you know you, when you're going through and you'll see there may be interviewing authors. There'll be people at a table, and so they'll they'll be they'll be talking. They'll do some of these series where, particularly with the presidents or the first ladies, I mean you've got so many to go through, and then at the end they will take those specials. And just kind of compile what they learned from them or, or compile the information. So really neat. All right. Well, very neat. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for our show this week. Kind of a, a slow news week this week in the SBC, thinking things may start picking up now that seminaries are starting again and people are kind of getting back from vacation. So we'll, we'll 
probably see some pickup in the news and information world of the SBC as, as we get further into August. So, Amy, you have a great time moving this week. If you're in the Raleigh, North Carolina area and want to pack some boxes, get in touch with Amy. I'm sure she could use the help. Yeah, by the time most people hear this, it will already be done. But thank you for your support. Hey, I'm trying. I I, I would uh, have come to help you move, but I really don't want to do that. So, uh, Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for joining us, folks. We'll see you next week. See you next week.